So we are talking about the ten topic we're talking about is staying connected, and we. Um, I think we yesterday we explored this idea of what 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 is that point of connection? Where does it come from? And we ventured to say that even as we have this ongoing chatter in our minds, which sometimes becomes really strong, for example, when we're experiencing strong emotions, it's very easy to spot when you're upset or angry with someone and you have these really loud discourses in your head. I do. And you, you, you hear all these things being said and then you say, well, and, like, and, uh, it's very pronounced that the, the voice says, well, no, and I don't care if they don't do it to me because da, 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 and if I do it back to them and then and you have this like both parts of the discussion going on in your head and what's really hard is to step back but inevitably whilst that discussion is going on the presence is so present because who is listening to the discussion it's not, it's not the two characters in your head that are listening to it they're saying it to each other so you're really the one listening to it and if you are the one listening to it, so then it suggests that um, if you're the one listening to it, so it just suggests that you aren't it. Just like when you, you know, when I'm looking at a, when I'm looking at a table and I see that there's like all these things, that there's books on the table and there's bottles on the table. So I'm seeing many things. Now, am I any one of the things I'm seeing? No, obviously not, because I'm seeing them. You can't, you can't be something and see it at the same time because you, not, can't see can't see when you're inside it you can only see when you're when you're outside of it so I'm outside of myself or there's a part of me that's outside of myself and we're calling that part of ourselves I suppose in the world of secular thought you'd call it consciousness and we're calling it soul and it's so hard to grasp it's so slippery but really Right now, also, also, I can access that presence, and we can all. And we did we do the we did the video game analogy, did we not? Yeah. That you know, the Mario. step, the step Mario, the step, the step beyond experiencing that sense of presence is allowing it to manifest through your decisions, and yet at the same time maintaining a certain amount of distance from the character that you're directing and the control on the joystick is that does that analogy feel good so together with you I'd like to explore through the words of the Balatanya uh, perhaps more elaborately and detailed perspective of the soul and this is really in the very beginning of the Tanya when he introduces us to the idea that the Sefer revolves around the Sefer revolves around the perplexed nature of the people that the Baal Tanya is writing for that like all humans, were mystified by the 
dichotomy of self. Then on the one hand, they were had these urges to be so spiritually connected and so deeply bound to to transcendence and meaning and purity and integrity and all these beautiful lofty ideas. And at the same time, there was such a base component to their being where they just wanted to be selfish and indulgent and um, shallow and desireful, etc. And the way that the Baal Atanya reconciles this experience of life is by introducing us to the notion of the two souls. And the two souls are presented more powerfully than the classic presentation of the Yetzatov and the Yetzahora. The Yetzatov and the Yetzahora make it sound as if there's a person who's got these inclinations. But you don't get this distance between personality one and personality two. Whereas in the world of the Balatanya, he actually describes these two different souls as real live personalities that are almost can be self-isolating. They can be independent. So he starts by saying the following thing. To each and every Jew, whether he be a big tzaddik or evil as evil can be, he has two souls. Brings a positive. Souls I've made. Which are the two nefashes. So he goes from the word neshama to nefesh. Nefesh a echad achas mitzad a clip of a There's one soul that comes from what's called the shells and the other side. The shells is whenever you have something that has an outer component, an inner component, the outer component is the shell, the inner component is the, what's called the pre, the fruit. And that's applicable to obviously to a fruit where you've got the peel that surrounds it. You imagine an orange and an orange is surrounded by this orange peel. But the, the peel isn't the fruit. You pluck off the peel, you pull off the peel and then inside that there's a fruit. And in some in some fruits the peel is um, very hard like in nuts and sometimes it's softer but there's always this notion of the covering and the inside. The covering and the inside. Well, the notion of clipper is not only a notion applicable to fruits, but it's actually applicable to, to us as well. We've also got clippers. Imagine that our outer external appearance is like our shell. The way we look, the way our bodies are formed, the way our facial features are. And then we have this internality, which is the essence, the pre. And the clipper means that it comes from the point which ironically covers over the essence and exposes the exposes the, the hints to something beneath it but almost 
misrepresents. Imagine if you never knew that within an orange peel there was an orange fruit and you only ever saw the peel. So you say, oh, it's amazing. There's these beautiful flowers. They're growing trees. They're actually like little balls and they're orange-shaped and they're so fantastic. But you never, you never knew that if you peeled them, there'd be this delicious fruit inside. You just, you'd only, in other words, you'd only meet what the eye meets. And you'd only perceive what the eye perceives. And you'd only dig as deep as what shallowness presents itself. So then your perception would be a completely, not only incomplete, but almost missing the point. The point is the pre, and you get the clipper. I'll give you an example. This is a very easy example to understand in terms of taiva, desire. Have you ever seen those chocolate shop, chocolate cakes, which like stand in the, in the, in the display windows of confectionery sh- shops and bakeries? You've got this chocolate cake. This chocolate cake looks like it is amazing. And the way that the chocolate is draped over the side and the deep, rich, brown color, speckled perhaps, with a few coffee beans and you look at this cake you know this cake oh this cake this cake is going to make me blissfully happy for eternity and then you you buy the cake which costs you 150 shekels and you cut the cake and actually inside the cake it's very average it just looked good that's a classic clipper meaning that you evaluated the experience based on this external appearance. You're not looking at what it is, you're looking at what it appears to be. It's the appearance, not the reality. The clipper is the appearance, not the reality. Same with people. Meet a person, they're well-dressed and they're good-looking. Oh, that guy's guy's a really nice guy. If it's someone of the opposite gender, well, that, that, that girl is a really nice girl. And then you cut them open, and then... And then, then, then it could be that you, you meet this person who could be amazingly beautiful, beautiful physically, and you get to know them, and they may be incredibly selfish and manipulative and uh, self-indulgent and all these terrible things that could be emotionally all over the show, or you don't know. But when you look at them, you go, oh, what a beautiful person. But no, they're not a beautiful person. They have a beautiful skin. They have a beautiful clipper. doesn't mean that they are beautiful. It means their clipper is beautiful. So there's something called the clipper. And there's something called the pre. There is one nefesh. There's one part of our persona that comes from the clipper. It doesn't come from the essence. It comes from the appearance. And it comes from the sitra acha. It comes from the other side. So there's two sides. There's a side of Kedusha, of sanctity and purity, of transcendence and meaning. And there's the other side. And that's what we refer to as the side of physicality, limitation, temporary being. And this part of the persona is expressed in the blood, which is always the life force of who we are. It gives the body life. And from this 
nefesh come all the bad midas. Me'abi Yisrael Yisrael from the four elements, the negative elements. So there are four elements. In other words, there's different ways of perceiving how to structure the world. Sorry, I just want you a brief, brief break to just make sure that everyone's conscious. How are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Just uh, how are you doing today, boys? Good. Just checking in. There are things called the, the, the four elements where you can subdivide everything in the world into four different basic elements. Everything is either earth, water, wind or fire. Afar, Ma'im, Ruach, Aish. For example, and, and these are already symbolic components, right? Symbolic, meaning earth is the lowest thing in the world. It's static, whereas water flows. Wind moves. Fire consumes and radiates heat and light. So those are, those are metaphorical, symbolic components. So if I would talk about which part of me is earth-like, which part of me is water-like, which part of me is wind-like, and which part of me is fire-like, so we'll go through them and we'll see that each one has its component. And the Balatanya says that the bad midas that we possess in our negative personality, our negative soul, our, our nefesh habahamis, which is going to call it shortly, our animal soul. So those, the midas come from the four bad elements because those elements have got both good and bad in them. So let's talk about what kind of traits do you think would come from earth? Laziness. 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 In other words, inactivity. You just boom. You're in the ground. So when a person's lazy, they just don't get off the. They just don't want to get off their bed. Meaning they're earthy. They're just not moving. What about water? Go with the flow. Like people are just like so desires. organized, anxious. Yeah. Desires. Water is Desire. the the water. Um, New, gives the nutrients. It makes it makes the lushness of the of the the world, specifically the the world. But if you can see in the world of plants, it gives a sweetness to the fruit. Water is the 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 form of desire. It also has no form, so it just blends to whatever it is. There's no guidance; it just gets pulled along. And whatever whatever vessel there is, it forms the shape of the vessel. Desire doesn't have a overarching guiding light it just responds to whatever the temptation is so it's like water just, it just it just gets pulled into whatever clear that there is there it has no clear has no form has no shape and also it generates all life so so it's this desire for pleasure of of um sweetness that comes from water so from from alpha you have atlas and atlas depression depression is a is another example of earth that just you just no, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just and what is desire? It's luscious. It's sensual. It's and then you've got wind. What is wind? Arrogance. Well, it's this 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 
hot air. It's, it's, it's meaninglessness. It's just moving. Just, just moving for the sake of movement. It's like moving, but there's no substance. It's the lack of substance. It's unsubstantial. Just you go, you just go, 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 go. It's this meaningless rush of life that just keeps on feeding on itself. It's the treadmill of the world. It's going, 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 going. It's movement without meaning. Movement without meaning is wind. And then you've got fire. And fire is, it gets its energy from consuming something else. That's arrogance. That's anger. So each of the different negative metas has its source in one of these elements that are the elemental, the fundamental. And, uh, you know, with, with those, those, those elements also have their positive side. So, for example, the positive side of Earth is stability, groundedness, humility. humility. The positive side of, of, of water is connection. Because water is also an incredible um, medium of connection. If you're going to make, if you're to make any two things combine, water is a fantastic combine. It brings things together. It's connective. And then you've got you've got ruach, which is the power of speech to move people with real content. Power. And then you've got fire, which is the power of growth. Just depends what kind of stuff you're burning up to get that energy. So in arrogance, you're burning up the other. In growth, you're burning up your own negativity. So these, are, these are like really powerful powers. And the, the Nefesh HaBahamis comes from these. And the Balatanya points out, So you get anger and arrogance from fire. Shenigbalamala keeps on rising up. Taivus Tanugi Misoida Maim, the desire for pleasure from water, Kiamaim Matsmichin Kominai Tanug, because water allows all things to grow. Holus Neitsonus Vispirus, self aggrandizement, frivolity, cynicism, Udvarim Batalium, meaningless words, Misoida Ruach, Vatsvus Vatsvus Misoida Afar, and laziness and depression from the earth. So that comes from the Sitra Acha. That comes from that. Th- those that gives you a little bit of a sense of this 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 one side of your per- of this one personality, where we split personalities. So that that personality has all those things. So that personality will just just want to stay in bed. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm, just, oh, I'm exhausted. That's an effort of Bahamis. That personality will say, "Oh, can I have another nineteenth helping of ice cream?" That personality will just want to talk about. Um, the ninth husband of Celebrity X that broke up because she noticed after three weeks of marriage that he's wearing a toupee. Oh, I <laughs> That part of you will want to show how great you are by putting other people down and that part of you will get offended when someone obstructs your will just wants to push it out that's anger so that part of you all, that, that's one part of us and that's like a real part of us that, that, that part of us that's, that's, that's a negative part of who we are right the, the other side but there's another part of us and even that part of us listen to this this is an amazing Kiddush that that part from that Nefesh Abahamis also comes it also is good medis. There's also good midas 
that the Jewish animal soul possesses. Just the Jewish animal soul? Just the Jewish animal soul. So there are three traits that the Jewish people are characterized by. They're called Rachmanim, Baishonim, Goemne Chasodim. They have mercy, compassion. They have um, shame, meaning they have a sense of, 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 of um, recognizing when something's inappropriate and experiencing the, the shame of inappropriate action, meaning they have a sensitivity to appropriateness. And they have a power to give to others. Those powers are actually from the animal soul. They're not from what we're going to discover, the godly soul, which is a massive chidush. Those come from the animal soul, which means those are natural inheritance of any Jewish person. They'll, they'll be drawn, just like they'll be drawn towards eating and anger, they'll be drawn towards caring and compassion and be drawn towards um, shame by inappropriate action. Is, it, is, there, is there a correlation to the elbows with those three? Um, probably. Because the nefesh of the Jewish people comes from what's called the klipas noiga, which means the transparent shell. So imagine like this. Imagine you have, you, have, you have a shell or a peel that covers over the, the pre, but you can have opaque shells, which means that you can't see the pre at all. And then you have transparent shells where you can have glimpses of what's inside coming out. So the essence of the Jew is going to be this powerful, radiant soul and little lights trickle through this shell because it doesn't manage to tom- completely obscure the light. Does he mean... He doesn't mean that, it, that the, for example, the, the trait of Rahmanah stems from the Nefz of Bahamas. He means that the Nefz of Bahamas will allow the trait of Rahmanah from the Nefz of Eikos to, to, to be expressed. So that's lovely what you're saying, but that's not what he says. He says it actually comes from that, that, that part of the, the clip. In other words, it's penetrated to the clip and has now become comprised. It actually is part of it. Come from it. What's the point of the transparency? Yeah, so maybe I'm using the word transparency to, in, the, in the wrong context. The word noigi means it's a shining soul. It has some light in it. Would you prefer that? It contains some of the light. Um, meaning that the Jewish soul even has points of of toiv in it, as well as bad. And then, he says, but the souls of idol worshippers, they come from a completely different Origin, shame being to have clout that they don't have this radiance of goodness. Kamoshi Kosobeit Chaim is the Aries, all right. Therefore, that breeds a certain selfishness. That there's a certain selfishness that when they even do good deeds, there's an investment that they get out of it. That's soul number one. And the second soul in with Jew, it's literally, it's a part of Hashem from above, 
ready. And I breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And it says in the Pasuk, in the Baruch of Atom Nafachto Bi, and you breathed it into me. When a person breathes, he's breathing from the deepest essence of who he is. When a person breathes, he breathes from his innermost part. Because your breath is your sign of life. And you're breathing out, that's your life force. So when you breathe your breath into another, it means you're investing your life into them. So I, I realized today, judging by your face and the glazed expressions in your eyes, was a little bit overwhelming in terms of the information and perhaps the, the loftiness of it all, which caused a certain level of disengagement. Uh, yes, there is an age with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Oh, okay. So we, we're, it's going to build up. It's going to build up. But already the, you have a certain a- aspect of this, this brilliant journey into ourselves, which we really began with staying connected. Connected through what? How are we connecting? So we start to speak about this ability to access consciousness, which is a soul. But what is a soul? And what is the other part of us? And where is it all fit together? So the Balatanya will paint a very clear picture for us in Mesa Shem as we go on. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I would have an interest.